side. Hi, Tara. I'm glad that you guys are here with us this morning. Thank you for being here. My name's Kevin, one of the pastors, and I'm just going to walk us through a couple of announcements, pray for us, and lead us into our time of worship and communion this morning. I, I know that we always talk about things look a little bit different. Today is, again, Communion Sunday, and on Communion Sunday, if you don't know this, what do we have next door? Donuts. Donuts for youth group. So um, we, we try to carb up as much as we can, sugar the kids up, bring them back in here so that we can do communion together. And But we also, also try to, on communion Sundays, we've been kind of in this journey of highlighting testimonies. Uh, the first one we did was many, many, that's probably about five or six months ago with Peter and Tracy. And from that, we've really seen just the strength in hearing from our community about what God is doing in our midst. So today, we're going to do that again, but it's going to be really focused around one specific area, and I want you guys to be just prayerfully considering what it looks like for you to be involved in community. It was fun for me to show up this morning and seeing our young adults downstairs all gathered in the room. I mean, it was packed in there. I mean, that's just a cool sight for me to see that we've got a room full of young adults that are forming community, and for me, I love going throughout the week and finding opportunities to be in community because this, this Christian experience should not be done in isolation or in loneliness. I mean, there's times that we've got to sit down and we've got to pray, we've got to read, but to be with people that know you and that you know is incredibly important. So that's part of what I hope we get, get from our, uh, our time today, together today. <clears throat> So announcement-wise, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's an email that goes out every week. It's called Hillside Happenings. If you're not getting that email, that's the best place, one of the best places to make sure you're staying current with everything. The way to get on that is to go to hillsidecommunity.org. At the very top, there is a place that says News and Connect. If you click that and you scroll down a little bit, there's going to be a little button that says Hillside Happenings. You push the button, it's going to take you to a screen. You put your email and your name in, and it signs you up. And every week what we do is we send out an email, one, to prepare you for what Sunday is going to look like. So you've got a couple of days to know where we're heading. We put some stuff in there from whoever is preaching to kind of get you thinking the direction of where we're going to be. It also highlights everything, so I'm not going to go through all the details. That's the place that you can go. The website is also a good place. And then lastly, the Bible app. So the Bible app also houses kind of our online and digital bulletin right now. So if you don't know how to access that, I'll be sitting in the back. I can show you how to do that. But a lot of cool things that are going on. One of the coolest right now, we just opened up registration for Kids Camp. Kids Camp is coming up. I think we've already got 35 kids signed up. And so there is a cap on this. This is a community-wide Kids Camp, kind of like VBS that we do together. We want kids to sign up, and there is a link right now on our website. If you go to Children's and you click on it, you can sign up that way for your kids. There are scholarships available if you need those, but there's also a place for volunteers. So if you're interested in helping out for that week, we're going to also let high school students be volunteers to help serve in that area. So if you want to get involved, I think that's the biggest one this week that I want to really highlight is... Um, that's a cool thing for us as a community to do kids camp together and have 300 kids, 325 kids from our community coming together learning about Jesus. So make sure you go there. Let's pray and head in. Did I miss anything, Sean? <laughs> Welcome back, Bowen. Father, thank you for today. 
I thank you for who you are. Thank you for the opportunity we have to know you and then to come together and worship you. So Father, through our communion, through the testimonies, through the worship and music, Father, I pray that you would use this day to move everybody in this room one step closer to you. Wherever we're at, whatever this week looked like, whether you, you celebrated successes or you just had to deal with difficult things, Father, I pray that you would reveal where Jesus is in the midst of all of that, that you would show us where you're at in our story, in the highs and the lows, and then today help us to move closer to you so that we might truly be able to worship you. Father, we give you all the honor, honor glory, and praise today. We thank you that you are our God, that you gave us Jesus, and you now leave us with the Holy Spirit to be our, our guide and our counselor through this life. Pray these things in your name. Amen. Well, why don't we stand up? Um, this is the part where we make a choice uh, whether we're going to give our Lord everything we have, everything we are. So let's make that choice this morning. Sing loud. There's something about worshiping the Lord with all of our heart, mind, and strength. And that, that includes like lung strength and every muscle in your body. Just give it to him. Um, we've got a couple new people on stage today. So the louder you sing, the, the more comfortable they're going to feel. You know, It's not about them. It's, they're not the focus. But... Um, but yeah, sing loud. These, these songs are great. So we're gonna, we're just gonna, you, you gotta, like, there's nothing better than you. There's joy in the house of the Lord. You gotta sing that loud. Otherwise, it's really awkward and weird. So let's, let's do that. All right, should we do like a four count? All right, one, two, three, four. Oh, okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. wait. So we were <laughs> off. That was gonna awkward. be, we were, that was my fault. That was my fault. <laughs> All right, so yeah. Okay, ready. One, two, three, four. Let's worship. worship the God who is, we worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors, he parted the raging sea, my God, he holds the victory. There's joy, there's joy in the house of the Lord, there's joy in the house of the Lord today. Shout out your praise. 
prisoners now we're running free we are forgiven accepted redeemed by his grace let the house of the lord sing praise sing now we were the beggars we were the beggars now we're royalty we were the prisoners now we're running free we are forgiven accepted redeemed by his blessing let the house of the Lord sing praise, sing praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. Shout it. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord.
There's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing. Nothing is better than you. Jesus. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing. Nothing is better than you. You turn morning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. You turn morning. You turn morning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can turn graves. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. You're the God, we proclaim that in the midst of our family here. That no thing, no person, no anything is better than you. God, we sing that. We sing it loud and, and proud here in this room. God, you know our hearts. You know sometimes we struggle with that. And in our actions, uh, tell the world around us that there are things that we put above you, in front of you. So God, as we uh, gather today and hear your words of truth, and hear some testimonies, I pray that you would stir that passion, that fire in our hearts, a fire that we can't hold inside that we can't keep here in this building, a fire that spills out in our lives, that proclaims with everything that we have that nothing is more important to us, nothing is better than you. 
So God, as we just fellowship with each other and, and uh, continue on in this service, I pray that you would be glorified, that your, your spirit would move in us and through us as we uh, just bless you and bless others. So we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So before you sit down, why don't we uh, just say hi to a couple people around you, uh, safely, I guess. And then uh, kids can be dismissed at this time.
right, folks. As we get gathered back together, I just want to highlight two praises. One, I was pointing out Sean over here who's moving around with one crutch. So just to praise that that process has gone well. And I think this morning just saying the pain has, has moved. It's a different kind of pain. It's surgi surgical pain, but it's much better. So now it's trying to build those muscles back. So praise God for all of that. That's just awesome. <laughs> And then also a praise, Jesse came over and just wanted to highlight the fact that um, as of today in Ukraine, the Russian troops have moved out of all the major cities. And so it's just a praise right now. We don't, want, we don't know what tomorrow looks like, but today we're praising the Lord for that movement. And I know for Jesse, who's in touch multiple times a day with his friends and colleagues and people that he's lived with over the years, um, I'm just going to just pray right now for Ukraine and everybody there. So just join me, please. Father, we thank you um, that it's hard on a morning like today to just realize that there's crazy stuff going on on the other side of the world and in many places around the world. But God, we know that you're sovereign in all of those places. We know that you have communities just like this in places like Ukraine. We know that there are groups of people that come together to worship you just like this all around the world. So Father, as we talk about community today, as we talk about celebrating who you are in community and the importance of it, Father. We recognize our brothers and sisters around the world, and we thank you and praise you for this good news today. We pray that you continue to move and in all things draw people closer to you for salvation, that they would know who you are as the only living God. pray these things in your name. Amen. Thanks, Kev. Awesome. As, uh, as Kevin and I were standing up here uh, this morning, seeing all you guys talk together, it was a cool reflection for us, especially this morning, just to see you guys just talking. We just love that. That's so cool to see how our body just loves to, to be together. And um, I think it was just a cool testimony even this morning as we're, as we're speaking about community, um, just, to see, just to see, especially after this pandemic, uh, see this body come together. So in a few minutes, we're going to hear from uh, Tom and Mindy Cliggett. Uh, a lot of you will remember them, uh, but they haven't been here for a little while. And when they were here, they came just a couple of weeks ago. When they came, we started talking about this testimony of how they were engaged in our community, you know, through a transition period, um, which, again, highlighted that, that cool piece of community. And over these last two years in the face of this pandemic, um, we really have this opportunity to see the creativity and uh, that pursuit for relationship really come out of our body, come from our body. And so uh, to kind of kick us off, I want to share a few, um, a few pictures, a little memory, a little walk down memory lane here. Um, but um, just because you kind of forget sometimes, what was it like, you know, two years ago? So that's what it looked like. It was really weird being up here. 
Um, and you can flip to the next picture. This is going to be real fluid. This is not exhaustive by any means. And I was actually thinking it could be a fun little exercise for those of you who are on Facebook to be do a little hashtag, remember when, add your pictures. Um, it was so weird standing, and this, we, we were figuring things out, but literally the camera was like three feet in front of your face. Let's go for the next one. See that camera right there? It was just awkward. It was awkward times. And you're getting most of my pictures here. Uh, let's do the next one. Again, I, I didn't throw the, the video of, you know, Beth and Jory dancing on stage in between sound check and stuff. That would have been entertaining. Uh, again, just, just bring us back. This is getting close. I think this is actually uh, around Easter time. Yep. So during this time, again, this creativity, you can, you can flip to the next one. It was it's really cool. Uh, Jeff... Oh, so I missed the bagels. This was me. I really missed our bagels because everything was so shut down. So I figured it out. I made my own bagels. I had to put it up there because I was pretty, pretty proud of that. But during this time, Jeff Ward like, wrote a whole uh, program called uh, Polystreamer. There you go. For other churches to be able to figure things out quicker and get their churches online. Anyway, you guys remember some of this? It was kind of fun. Okay, so let's flip on to the next one there. Uh, so we've got small group on Zoom. We'll go kind of quick here. What's the next one? Oh, yeah, so lots of technology kind of stuff. We did this. Uh, uh, John Krasinski did the, the Some Good News, we, or More Good News. We changed that. Our first stop. You guys remember that? It was kind of, kind of a fun time. Um, and then kind of as things settled down, we were able to add more people. Let's do the next picture there. Maybe. Oh, we're going to, yep, be golden. Oh, there we go. So remember the big distances and all that stuff. And then throughout the community, really cool how be golden. Tyson, nice job. Give a little wave up. Um, we had neighborhood rehab. Again, everyone adjusting, uh, be golden, getting volunteers and restaurants, you know, to serve food to the community. Neighborhood rehab did their thing. And then we, out of this, figured, well, if we're going to do service outside anyway, let's do the sunrise service. That was a huge win. Um, so we hadn't done that before. That sunrise service, go back to that one again. How many of you guys were at that sunrise service? Are we doing that again? It's a thumbs up. Okay, then we had other things, just again, community birthdays. On, remember all the parking lot stuff that we did and drive-bys? Uh, Mother's Day, that was, a, that was a different one. We had outdoor, uh, outdoor meetings, lots of these outdoor meetings. Uh, baptisms in the front yard, this is at the McCoo's house. This was awesome. Isn't that great? I love the creativity. And then we had the outdoor uh, candlelight service uh, for Christmas. So just a, just a quick walk through some of those pictures. I thought that was fun looking back. This is amazing how many things you forget. 
And I would encourage, I would encourage you guys, uh, remember, go back to remember some of those, those times. But as we were talking with uh, Tom and Mindy and remembering kind of this journey for them, they were in, a, in their own little transition. And uh, so it was so cool, uh, again, to just to hear where the Lord led them. And we're going to hear this testimony uh, from them. And now that's, uh, I'm going to sit down here for a little while and then we're going to. We've never done anything like this before, so you want to make a decision on what you want to do? Good morning, everyone. I'm Tom Claggett, and seated next to me is my wife, Mindy, and our dog, She's, she's she'll probably be back. Um, our kids are Henry and Beth, and you'll probably see some photos of them uh, throughout this thing. You may not have seen us in a while, uh, and our testimony is in, in part about that. Uh, we began coming to Hillside in 2001, um, even before we got married about 17 years ago. And since then, we have considered Hillside our home church. We've gotten to serve in the children's ministry, We've been a part of small groups. We've, uh, we've played in the worship band. We've participated in Bible studies. We've gone to retreats and we have loved it all because we have felt the presence of God in this church. And we have seen this church epitomize the word vibrant in its members' zealous pursuit of, uh, of God's truth and wisdom. We have felt his Holy Spirit in the hearts of its leaders as uh, God guides this little church. 17 years ago, we lived in Lakewood uh, and the messages and the fellowship and the people probably uh, made the decision to keep going to Hillside a no brainer for us, even as other parts of our lives changed. Uh, after Lakewood though, we moved to Aurora around 2008 uh, so that we could, uh, so that I, I guess, could complete a master's program in public health and then go on to uh, medical school. But despite the distance, we um, made the journey across town, often multiple times a week, um, to be close to our church family. But um, even as we did this, we knew that our time at Hillside would be temporary, uh, that God would be moving us somewhere else because God wanted me to become a family doctor where I could work in a rural community. And so after a great message and after good fellowship and worship, we would be reminded on our long drive home that one of these days we will move away. Uh, an awful thought that I think mostly we brushed away until spring of 2017 when um, graduation from medical school loomed. After finishing medical school, uh, God moved us to Coeur d'Alene, to Northern Idaho, to finish uh, my training to become a rural family doctor. Saying goodbye to so many friends and family here was gut-wrenching for us because our church family had seen us through so much. Our marriage, uh, the birth of our kids, uh, a flood while living in Aurora, the loss of my mom, as well as the loss of Mindy's dad two years later. And all I can say is that I'm thankful uh, 
that leaving hurt so much because it showed me um, how much we love all of you and how you've supported us and uh, all that you've taught us through God's word and Holy Spirit. We honestly had a wonderful time in Coeur d'Alene. It's a beautiful place and we grew new friendships while uh, practicing some of the stuff that we learned at church. Um, we had great adventures as a family of four um, and intermixed in all that fun, I suppose. Uh, I had to work a lot still. I still had to work in the hospital and in the clinic a lot. Um, but we did find a new church and we liked it okay. We tried hard uh, not to compare it to our church at Hillside because we just felt like that'd be unfair. <laughs> um, we got emails from the Hillside prayer chain still. We still got the weekly emails from um, the pastors with what was going on that coming week. Uh, and so through that transition to Idaho, uh, we reminded ourselves that God's plan can be unpredictable. Um, but his plan is always larger and it's always better than anything we could hope for, even if we don't always understand it. I don't think I need to tell you what happened in 2020. Um, I remember in late 2019 when the news began reporting of a highly contagious virus um, spreading in China. And I thought to myself, this is going to end up everywhere in a couple of months. And by January, it was in the US. And by March, it was at everybody's front door. Do you remember how surreal it was that everything stopped as we grappled to understand how the virus spreads, how to treat it? How many times did recommendations come from public health or from the CDC that were revised as soon as they came out as we learned more? How many times did you cancel your plans by saying, well, hopefully in a month or so, maybe this thing will finally be over? How many times did you have to repeat that over the last 24 months? And where did church go? For our family still living in Coeur d'Alene at this time, and probably for most of you, we stayed home and we made our own church. We prayed. We pulled out our instruments and we sang worship songs and we tried to do things on our own. We shared favorite Bible passages and what they meant to us, but it didn't come close to the value of hearing God's word unpacked by a pastor who devoted prayer and study to open our eyes to a deeper understanding of how to live life walking with God. We asked God's sovereign uh, hand to end the suffering and the pandemic, but beyond that, we ask for God's will to emerge through the oppression of the lockdown. And where did God go? Was God hanging out in empty churches and just waiting for his people to return? Well, of course not. He was still ever present around us. And I guess right here, I have to acknowledge the technology of our modern world. Um, if you have checked Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, or I don't know, all the other ones, um, you've probably noticed that I don't have any social media. <laughs> Mindy and I are most certainly what the tech industry would call uh, late adopters or even never adopters. But God showed the church uh, through the nudge of necessity from the pandemic, a way to gather and worship. And so from over a thousand miles away, we began tuning into Hillside on YouTube every Sunday. 
and with coffee and a Bible in hand, but on the couch, on this couch, <laughs> and even more casually dressed than the typical dress code at Hillside. Um, I can't tell you how encouraging it was for us. The isolation of a pandemic being so far away from our church family and from our biological family. The isolation and the pain of being on the bleeding edge of a viral pandemic and watching as politics overtake the spotlight, as confusion and doubt and mistrust of where reality actually lies in the pandemic settle over communities. It was a breath of fresh air for all of us to see familiar faces, to hear God's word shared line by line, to join familiar voices on Hillside stage so far away to simply praise and love God. Your online offering was a tremendous encouragement for us. Yes, I agree. When Hillside went online, it was like running home after a hard day at school. We never stopped missing our Hillside family and to be able to be present with you again was so encouraging. Much more meaningful to engage in online worship when we know everyone on screen. We have phone numbers of all the friends involved and we even have our own family there. God had kept our long nurtured Hillside connections alive so that when we were adrift from regular church fellowship, we could be tethered back to growth with our home church. I was surprised how much doing things online enriched my relationships too. There always had been tools like FaceTime and Zoom to communicate virtually, but I rarely used them. But when everybody suddenly had to adapt to social distancing, it actually had a revolutionary impact on my relationships with some of my oldest friends, my family, as well as my new friends in Idaho, people I had loved and prioritized relationships with, but often struggled to keep in regular touch with because of our busy lives. I began communicating regularly each week, in many cases daily using Marco Polo. Up to this day, conversation is always centered around our families, what we did today, how we can pray for each other, what God is doing, what his word is teaching us, or a great podcast or sermon that we heard that we wanna share. And it has become the most vibrant discipleship engagement I've ever enjoyed, just checking in, sharing life. I'm amazed at how God brought me closer to others through the isolation of COVID. We ate dinner with our parents over video. We sat in a digital courtroom and witnessed as our friends finalized the adoption of their daughter. The judge brought to tears by the presence of so many of us cheering online. I celebrated a friend's online wedding in Australia. I wouldn't have been able to see it if it weren't for the pandemic's nudge of necessity. So in the summer of 2020, um, I took my first job as a fully-fledged doctor back in Montrose, Colorado, um, a place Mindy and I sensed about 10 years before as a possible place that God might be directing us to. Um, I get to see patients in the clinic. I help in the local hospital, um, and I, manage, uh, I help manage a small hospice here in the Western Slope. And we, we love it here. Um, the pandemic hit the Western Slope like everywhere else. And there have been some really horrifying months of stress and loss of life. Um, and I'd say moving in the middle of a pandemic has also made it really hard to build new friendships or to find a new church. 
We've said it before, but I think we still feel quite stunted in our desire to uh, root into this community. But this has been another opportunity for God to work in me. I admit that over 43 years identifying as a Christian and attending weekly services, there were some aspects of my walk with God that needed some shaking up. Breaking up some good habits for a season has helped me both appreciate them more and anticipate reclaiming them, but also renewed my mind as I've sought God's truth from His Word, clarified it by His Spirit, Urged by the memory of so many times, Pastor Gus reminded us to know the scriptures for ourselves, to test what we hear against the Bible. Many of my fellow sincere believers, who I have loved and love to this day, were interpreting circumstances on a broad and polarizing scale that left me at times feeling lonely and confused about my place with those I'd always considered my group of people. God helped me to see His grace through it all. He humbled me in many areas and softened my heart to appreciate how knowing the one true God unites us, even if we can't always agree about everything else. Um, it doesn't matter so much who is reading the circumstances right, but that we resolve, as Jesus emphasized, to love God and love people with sincere faith. Can all this be done online? Well, perhaps somewhat, but the, the late adopter in me still says nothing replaces being together with people who wish to learn and praise God, to encourage one another, or even just to have a good laugh. And I would say certainly, and now from experience through the pandemic, that hearing God's word and praising him online beats no church at all. I would also acknowledge that investing in one's community can only be done locally. In other words, as a community doctor and now as a resident of Montrose, I wish to serve my community here as much as I am nurtured by a long distance relationship with a church in Golden. How to do this is something that we continue to pray for as we see signs of the pandemic slowing down, that God might lead us to a local church to be a part of while we still find ways to stay connected with all of you in Golden. The goodness of God continues to break through the oppression of the pandemic and politics. Since moving to Mantras, we have been overwhelmed with the kindness of the people in our neighborhood. Sharing meals, doing yard work together, seeing people on their driveways and visiting with neighbors on their walks is just beautiful. Uh, fostering community starts with knowing your neighbors and finding common ground and building on that through acts of service uh, to allow Jesus' love to show through us is how I think God uses Mindy and I to reach others. I feel Hillside's been an incubating center for this, uh, for this notion. Hillside's a model of God's welcoming grace and love through keeping its fences low and its doors unlocked for everyone. From neighborhood rehab to a combined outdoor church uh, service at Buffalo Bill Days. Uh, instead of drawing boundaries around territories or people, many of the pastors of Golden gather and pray for God to do great things over the town. And for goodness sakes, the word community is the middle name <laughs> of our church. 
Our pastors at Hillside wear so many hats in this community because they are unified in glorifying God. Because just as Jesus' apostles were tasked with caring for the poor, he charges each of his disciples to pursue this by nurturing community amongst people through service and grace we might lead those people to Christ's salvation. We have been late to rejoin Sunday communal worship, moving in the middle of a pandemic to a community where public health was not a very high priority among the churches, made staying virtual the right choice for us. However, like Tom mentioned, the firm roots we had in our hillside culture moved us to get to know our neighbors as soon as possible. I think under ordinary circumstances, we would have moved to Montrose, found a church, and begun making our community based from there. Um, but since we had to pause on, a on our local church engagement just for a season, we made our first connections in our neighborhood. We have never lived in a neighborhood where we felt as known and as engaged as we do in Montrose. We thank God regularly for blessing us with so many diverse, caring people to share our pond with, our neighborhoods around a pond, that's why I say that. And we have been delighted to find some excellent midweek ministries here in Montrose that are helping us make our way into the body of Christ in our area. Henry has enjoyed attending youth group almost from the first week we moved here. Uh, he now plays his bass on the worship team and participates in every service project and retreat. He loves his youth pastor. He is all in. He's always so eager to attend. And Beth has embraced Awana with both arms and has made some really good friends there as she's growing and learning. I've been able to participate in a couple of Bible studies over the last couple of years as well. We can spend a lot of time talking about what COVID did to our world and to God's people. Instead, however, I prefer to see all that it has kick-started. The nudge of necessity was the spark for innovation um, because an all-powerful, ever-present, and ever-loving God continues to work miracles to show his passion for his people. We have a favorite verse uh, for years, um, Psalm 40, verse five, which says, Many, O Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you planned for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. And that's really how we feel. We feel like God has done more than we have time to share with you. And we, we thank him for that. We thank him for being so faithful and so good to us through every season of our lives. And, and we thank you, our Hillside family, for being there for us, even when we couldn't be there for you. We count it very high on our list of God's blessings from the past two years. Thanks for letting us share a bit about how the, ta the last two years have gone for us. Um, please know that we would love to have any of you over if you ever find yourself passing through mantras on the Western Slope. Thank you, Tom and Mindy. They're not here, but thank you. I know you guys are watching. I just love, yeah, their authenticity, just their pursuit for uh, sharpening. I know that's something Tom always challenged me in. Instead of instead of letting you know 
people bring you down or, you know, what you're listening to or watching or whatever. He was always like, why can't people just sharpen you? Why don't we go that direction, you know, challenging each other? I love that about them. And when I think of, when I think of um, application, that's always my piece is, all right, what can we learn from this? Where can we go? I love where they ended on this. We, there's, there's no substitution for online or tech, but they've done the work relationally beforehand. That's why it was so easy for, for us to connect, even when they came in a couple of weeks ago. Every time we see them, you just kind of pick up where you left off. And I love that longevity uh, amongst, our, uh, amongst our body here. Um, when Beth and I first came to Hillside, um, we thought, hey, church would probably start 10 which we were right. Um, but we forgot where we had looked for a place to get married, and this building wasn't finished yet when we were driving through the neighborhoods thinking, hey, it's a pretty setting, maybe we could get married here. And um, so we forgot what the name was. We got married. It wasn't, we weren't able to, it, the building wasn't finished, obviously. So came back a few months later and uh, actually found the church 10 minutes to 12. So it was a long service, I guess. And, and somebody shared, hey, we got the work day, you know, right after. This is April of, of 1999. No, May of 1999. And um, so they said, hey, we have work day right after church. If, uh, if anybody can join, uh, come join us. And so we're like, well, hey, we're not going to know these people unless we jump in and join them. And that, that move right there, um, not that we were super wise at that time. We were 20 and 22 or something like that, real young. Um, but that set us off on a path of relationship in our body that, that totally changed our last 23 years. And when I think of Tom and Mindy's um, testimony, too, I think that's, again, just a good kick in the pants for us in this time of reset. How are we finding ourselves? Are we still kind of, you know, happy to, to press play online? Are we happy to, you know, kind of go take the long way around? Or are we ready to dig in? And I think that's, I know everyone's at a different place, uh, you know, health-wise and things, so I'm, I'm not trying to push us here, but let's really take that time to pray about what does it look like digging in relationally, because it is totally, the Lord uses that. As we get into people's stories, uh, the Lord will just bless it, and especially now more than ever, let's not take for granted this opportunity that we have uh, to be together. Take those opportunities to invite people out to dinner, out to lunch, go to the park. If you don't have a place to host, do that kind of thing. Uh, a friend of mine, a friend of ours in YWAM, uh, always said time equals relationship. I totally agree with that. Spend time together. Get together. Um, so, I want to pray for us. Um, I want to say one more thing before, before I pray for us. If you are online, there's a, there's, my family in Canada joins us all the time. There's been a, a, an opening, a broader scope of Hillside's reach than we've probably ever had. But if you are online, uh, even locally, please uh, send us an email. Uh, go to some of those places Kev mentioned. Uh, let us know that you're watching. 
we would love to connect with you, and I know it's difficult when, when you're still home. Um, but I'd like to pray for us, and, uh, and then Pastor Gus will come on up, and the worship team can on, come, on, come on up as well. God, we're just... Uh, <clears throat> we're grateful for this body that you allowed us to, to do life with. God, thank you for um, working deep in our own relationships, through ups, ups and downs over the years. Over these last two years, too, we've seen so many ups and downs, ways to get creative, and God, we, we want to say thanks for how you've, how you've led us. God, I pray right now, uh, maybe those that, have, that are part of our, our body right now, that have either been here for a while or maybe just new coming, maybe online, don't necessarily maybe know how to connect or who to connect with, God, I pray that this would be a source of a whole lot of life. God, as, as a body connecting with you. And Lord, I ask that you would um, just do that work in our hearts. God, put that boldness uh, for us to make those invitations to, uh, to spend time together, to go deep in those places together. God, we just ask for your, uh, for your work to be done in our hearts. God, thank you for Pastor Gus. Thank you for our worship. Thank you for how you do this uh, work in our hearts. And so, Lord, we just ask that you would um, yeah, be glorified as we, as we take communion together. In Jesus' name. Morning. It's so good to hear from Tom and Mindy. Just uh, people that have been part of our community for so long. Such encouragers. Just you get some people in your life that just, they always have a good word. Uh, there were those people in my life for years, timely words I needed to hear, encouraging words. Had an interesting week, uh, just a really neat week. We had our uh, chaplain training here this week and um, had a chance to just really, you know, we talk about the outreach and Kevin oversees this amazing ministry. It was just, I can't even tell you the joy it was to see our staff just doing our thing together. Um, and caring about people who are caring about people who need to be cared about. Police officers and people in the fire department and talking to chaplains and talking about the resources. And uh, Kevin just was, Kevin was in his element here. It's just so fun to watch you. <laughs> he just, uh, what a blessing. In a day and age when those people who serve us that way are not valued like they should be, amen? And they have a day where they just feel valued and they're out there caring for these people, helping them, counseling them. So really special. Um, I had also this week a really unique time for a couple of days. I had a 25-year reunion with a discipleship group I had at Colorado Christian University. And if Tom and Mindy, if you're uh, watching right now, it was with uh, Ryan Hartwig and Kyle Kelly and uh, Matt Coleman and you know all those guys. Just some really fun, special guys, and we just kind of reminisced over life. And looking back, and, and probably the one thing that really, they, they spoke one night, we did a chapel, and they spoke on the, the value of men's relationships, and how important that is, how to have those guys in your life to just really encourage you to be the kind of men that you need to be. You need godly men around you, just like, just like the Women need godly women around them to be encouraging them to live for Christ. Probably one of the coolest things was uh, just 
that they're all married over 20 years. And I remember I was praying over relationships and thinking about just finding a godly partner and all those kind of things. And, uh, and then now to look and see God's faithfulness and all that. Uh, besides, they just are the funniest guys. Oh my gosh. I ate way too much food. I laughed so much. I could hardly sleep. I mean, just, they just love life. Um, and, and it just brought so much back to me of, of the importance of relationships. Just hanging with people. But being around people who just enjoy Jesus together. And so when we come to communion, it's, it's a reminder. It's really about community. It's about the community of Jesus. It's about people who love the Lord and need him and need to be reminded that he died so we could live. And, and not to survive. You know, it's so easy to kind of go through that whole thing, just to try to make it. He's got so much more for us. I mean, he's got a plan for us to live every day, the Holy Spirit to help us to really be the people God wants us to be, to connect with people that need Jesus, to connect with others who just need to grow in Jesus, and to connect with people who can encourage us to grow in Jesus. And so we come to the communion table, it's kind of stopping and going, you know what, maybe you've got off a little bit. You're, that happens to me. I, I said communion is always wonderful. It's that reminder that I just need to get back to just being passionate about the most important thing in my life. This isn't something I do. This is something I am. My Christianity is everything to me because Christ is everything to me. And so, you know, when we come to the table, I don't know what it is, but if there's some stuff in your life uh, that you just need to just say, Lord, forgive me, or God, I'm, I've been focused too much on this or that, whatever it is, to, can I ask you to just close your eyes for a minute and go to the Lord and just talk to him. Maybe it's just to say, thank you. I'm in a good place right now. And, and you know, I've had a rough week. Whatever. But take just a couple minutes to get things right. And then we'll go to the table together. gift it is to, to have the creator of the universe that we personally want to be involved. Lord, as we come to the communion table together, we ask God that you would just renew our excitement, renew our, our relationship, that we would remember what you've done and, and who we are because of it, and we never take that for granted. So we thank you for these opportunities to have community and to worship you freely.
If you have your Bibles, you want to turn to 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke and said, Do this in remembrance of me. This is my body. Remember, let's take it together. In the same way, he took the cup, also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's take it together. I have a, uh, just a really neat memory of Tom and Mindy. We, we had a, a small group at the church years ago. And I remember Tom Claggett uh, was just talking about a dream he had. And the dream was that he'd be a doctor someday. And, and I think at that time he started to question it. And, and with the, the group of guys we had, I, I think Ike might have been part of that group years ago. And, it was such a, just a fun group to just really challenge each other to say, what is, what is God putting on your heart? And this is his dream. And we were like, don't stop dreaming. And, and there were so many obstacles that they had to face. Financial, just all kinds of things. Uh, to get it into CU and get his medical degree, it's amazing. And then he, he, he got all these honors. I mean, it was just crazy. But... It was kind of that thing that's missed often in our lives is that we have things God's doing, but we're not sharing them. We're not walking through life with people. Or, or maybe we just have fears and we say, you know what, that's too much. God could never do that. Some of the impossibilities are the ones that are the best situations because he's in it. But you'll never know unless you share it, unless you're accountable, unless you have some folks that believe for you and with you. And so as I look back and I see how they journeyed and, and, and you know, even hearing them today, uh, what, what an incredible blessing to see God's faithfulness in our lives. Amen? So as we close this time, you know, uh, worship God and thank Him for His faithfulness. Don't ever take that for granted. You know, whatever that is in your life today, thank Him because uh, He is worthy of that. Amen? Thank you. 
ancient God of Abraham God of Abraham You're the God of covenant And faithful promises And time and time again You have proven You do just what you say
All my life you have been faithful And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God Sing all my life Breath. 
this life and should this life bring suffering what I will remember what Calvary has bought for me both now So good. 
about his goodness today. God, you've been so good. Obviously the good times, but even the hard times. You've been there, you've been faithful. matter the circumstances. You've been faithful.
Instead of our shame, you give us a double portion. What kind of grace, what kind of mercy is that? We don't understand it, Lord God. But as a people, as your people this morning, we just say thank you. You are so good to us, you have given us what we don't deserve. And Lord, here in this place, we just lay our lives before you, God, and we just say, we want more. We want more of your people. We want more of your spirit. We want more of your joy and your hope. God, we are so thankful for who you are. The God that you are, your sovereignty over all of our lives. joy it is to come to this place and be reminded of your truth and be refreshed and renewed in your presence God I pray that our voices what a blessing to hear your church sing I pray that those voices in our hearts would have blessed you this morning Lord God for you are so worthy and I pray Lord that you would go before us and that tomorrow as we wake up and we start a, another week of work or school or life, God, may we press in a little bit more each day. May you draw us nearer. Help us not to be fearful, but God, have courage to follow your spirit and be your light in this world, Lord God. We just say thank you. We love you, and as people of God, we just say amen. Have a great week, you guys.